You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. One last time, our Boston song, Dirty Water, out in Boston right now. Brian Hoffman, Bob Ramsey, Matt Rocchio here in St. Louis. In Boston is Charlie Marlowe coming out of his Uber. Charlie, what's your Uber rating? Ooh, what if I told you that I don't have Uber on my phone huh. because my wife has it on her phone, and so we always use her phone. And I feel like St. Louis is such a driving town. I don't really need it that much, but then a, a trip like this to Baskin, you actually need to get the cars to pick you up uh, all the time. Who called your Uber then? Martin Kilcoin. I got a couple good stories for you oh, here no, before we do? get to the uh, the real hardcore hockey talk. First of all, I'm sitting on a stoop on Monument Avenue near Bunker Hill, so it's a kind of old school Boston neighborhood to uh, to paint the picture for you. You're gonna play and some stoop ball later. Martin, <laughs> Maybe. We have a lot of live shots to do starting at 4 p.m. on uh, Channel 11. Tune in, please. (laughs) But Martin said he forgot to tell you guys this, that today is actually his anniversary. So in the last couple weeks, both Frank and Martin have had this their anniversary for, obviously, the Stanley Cup playoffs. And Martin, he's the hopeless romantic, as we all know. And he said his gift to his lovely wife, Kim, was that actually a plumber was stopping by the house today to fix their toilet. So Kim has to wait at the house while the plumber comes and gives them a new toilet. That's her anniversary <laughs> gift. Well, she get to look at the butt crack. Yeah, there we go. Nice stereotype there for us. <laughs> that's the, good. The series is, 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 is now upended. <laughs> wow, that's fair. It's now upended two anniversaries. Frank had to spend his anniversary in Boston away from his wife. And I enjoy, I know, and, I, and I enjoy the... Um, the feigning of the disappointed that they're, that, you know, <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm sorry. You know, they're both trying, but nobody's buying. <laughs> you can tell it's heavy right. on Martin's oh, mind man. because he had Charlie cover. tell us this. Yeah, I have to cover the Stanley Cup playoffs instead of going out to dinner and seeing the symphony or a play I really didn't want to see. Oh, man. <laughs> Chuck, what's the vibe with the Blues today? Are they, uh, are they a confident bunch heading into tonight's game? I think they are. I think we probably read too much into your, your watch in the morning skate and all oh, these guys are smiling and laughing and, oh, they're loose or, or maybe they're not smiling and they're tight. And I just feel like, especially from a media standpoint, if you think about it, we interview these guys Sunday night after game six, Monday at the airport, Tuesday practice, this morning after the skate. What else is there to ask? That was my first question to Pat Maroon, like, aren't you just sick of answering these questions? He said, yes, I just can't wait to, <laughs> to play this game. I think, I think either way, I think either way though, I mean, it, it sets in obviously to game seven that this morning skate, it's your last practice of the season, regardless win or lose. We always talk about the fact that every team is different. I mean, whether if the blues win the Stanley cup tonight or not, some of these guys won't be here next year, whether it's free agency trades, all that. So this is the last time the 2018, 2019 blues team, together uh, today for the skate and then the game. So, yeah, I think I think they're confident. Um, I don't know if I have a, you know, either way to say the Blues are going to win, the Blues are going to lose. I just think when you, when you put yourself into a Game 7 situation, 
do or die. If it's a close game late, I mean, there could be controversy. There could be a bad call. There could be a power play that one team gets late, and all of a sudden that swings the momentum of the game. One team's goaltender, hopefully Jordan Bennington, could stand on their head tonight. I just think when you have one game to determine your entire season, and for the Blues, 52 years of waiting for a cup, I mean, man, that, that's a lot on the plate tonight for a team that's been waiting 50-plus years. Moreover, Chuck, I went into a soliloquy early in the show about all the things you said, but I took it to another step about tonight. This is the, this is the game. This is the day that, for most of these guys, that everything they've ever done, from dad flooding the backyard, freezing it over in the winter, to putting on skates when they're three years old, all the Little League stuff, the junior stuff, the the NCAA stuff, everything goes to this moment. Were you able to get that deep with guys, or would they have punched you and thrown you out of the – had you tried to tug on those heartstrings? You know, I feel like especially yesterday, that was kind of one of the the narratives for a lot of media, basically just asking these guys, look, when you were growing up, whether it was in Montreal or Canada or Oakville for Pat Maroon, it was game seven, you, you practiced it out there, you were this player, you were your favorite player, you scored the game-winning goal in a game seven to hoist the Stanley Cup, and Pat Maroon said that he and his buddies or his brothers you know, made some type of cup or a bowl they grabbed right. from, from the kitchen and all that. You know, one of the funny questions was, and, and I kind of agree with this, everybody asked, why is it always game seven in overtime? Why isn't it you know, a five-zip win? Why are you making it so difficult? on yourself uh, when, you're, when you're a kid kind of growing up. I do think today, though, I was joking on Twitter about what the hell else do you want us to ask these guys after three days. But I do think the most interesting storylines today, and you could really go there with, Bob, what you just asked, guys like Joel Edmondson and Sammy Blay, who going into today, it was, what, a 50-50 shot if Sammy Blay was going to play or Robert Thomas. So obviously Blay in on that line with Ozak and Maroon. And same with Joel Edmondson. I mean, here's a guy who didn't know he was going to play this game. He's been out the last couple of games. Edmondson in instead of Bortz, uh, Robert Bortuzzo. So I think for those guys, I mean, imagine that. You've, you've, Bob, like you said, you've practiced and thought about this moment your entire life. And then either the night before or the morning of, you don't even know if you're going to be able to suit up for Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. So I think when Coach Berube tells Joel Edmondson, or tells us Sammy Blay, hey, you're in. Just imagine that feeling, knowing, look, I mean, you could win the cup either way, but there's a big difference than being up, watching from the press box, and suiting up with your guys, and hitting guys, and trying to make a difference on the ice. Chuck, we've been asking everyone around here for their uh, their pick to click. Martin went, again, as you heard earlier, with Brayden Chen. What about you? Well, who's your pick to click tonight for the Blues? So Martin went, Braden Chen, the 24th straight game. He did. He played 26 games tonight that'll be uh 26 playoff games i believe man this is tough is ryan o'reilly too easy ryan o'reilly no. was i think frank's pick you do ryan o'reilly that's fine okay frank had a great stat though that if ryan o'reilly scores he'll be the first player in a stanley cup final to score in four straight cup final games since wayne gretzky so that's obviously great company okay. to be in what if i throw this one at you now this pick to click do they have to be really productive, you know, in terms of goals and assists? What well, I guess pr- productive is – you see, that's a good one because product, productivity is subjective, I guess, because in, in hockey especially, your productivity can, can extend beyond just points, goals and assists and, and whatnot. 
Pareko's a good one because his productivity can just be stymieing the Bruins' top line. So what if Colton Pareko does that in terms of stymieing the Blues, or excuse me, the Bruins' top line, and then he has the type of game, let's say, offensively. What if he has a similar type game to the Petrangelo game where he had two assists, putting pucks on net, creating those juicy rebound opportunities for guys like Tarasenko and O'Reilly. So I think, how about a really good defensive game and then maybe a key assist uh, for Colton Pareko tonight? I think that's, I think that's legit. That's now, it, yeah. we may get into a debate, but that's okay. If you, you'll probably be able to defend it, and then we'll see if you get credit or not. <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck, do you have a prediction for tonight, a score? And I'm asking media Chuck, not not gambling Chuck. <laughs> Two different you know guys. Yeah. Like, I would love to have right. I would love to have a hot take and say, <laughs> "Oh, this is going to happen." But does anybody know what's going to happen? No. I mean, would no. anything surprise you tonight? No, nothing would surprise me. And I know. Look, I'm sitting here in Boston, but we're from St. Louis. We're broadcasting back to St. Louis. Look, I'm not going to pretend like I don't want the Blues to win this game. I want the Blues to win this game. I know Martin said 3-1 after a close 2-1 game with an empty netter. Uh, again, nothing would surprise me tonight, either outcome. And that's what happens when you put yourself in a Game 7 opportunity, and I hate to get back to it, but that's why Sunday night was so disappointing, is you had the chance to just close it out at home and end this thing and not put yourself in this spot where it's do or die, where you have all these variables that come into play now with a game seven. Again, goaltending, officiating, whatever it is. Um, I'll say, how about how about three two blues going down to the wire, two two entering the third period, and I'll say that my Colton Pareko with a nice assist, he gets a shot on net, bounces off to Garask, Ryan O'Reilly cleans up at the net for a three two blues victory. Get behind that. That's a pretty specific I like prediction for something that's totally <laughs> unpredictable, and it's so weird that I love Correct. it. If it happens, we should give you something, I feel like. Yeah, but that's absolutely. exactly how it transpires. By the way, I heard that you and Martin, Martin told the story, you guys were, were yelled at by an employee who was dressed in 18th century attire, supposed what? to act like someone from there. But when he heard you're from St. Louis, he started kind of taunting you? Yes, this is pretty funny. So, and it also... To get back to hockey, it kind of reminds me of, you know how we joke around with Ken Hitchcock, he's big into the Civil War reenactment? Yeah, yeah. And so you always kind of, and I hate to say this, because now Hitch is in really good shape, he lost whatever it was, 70, 80 pounds. But I always thought it was kind of funny to picture Ken Hitchcock going to a reenactment and wearing the garb from 1860s Civil War America. And so yesterday, and I'm sitting here, I can see it right now, because we're on this Monument Avenue, and the Bunker Hill Monument is right up the street. That's where we did our live shots for Fox 2 yesterday at 4, 5, and 6. And this Paul Revere Revolutionary War reenactor guy comes up. They actually wanted media coverage. They were hoping we were from, like, the Boston media, and that they were coming to cover this event. We weren't, obviously. And then it's funny because this dude in the Paul Revere get-up he starts just talking about sports. And it's funny because he's dressed like in 1775. He's like, yeah, what do you think of the Sox and the Pants and the Bruins and everybody? He says, look, everybody's giving me trouble because we win all the time. I said, hey, did you watch the Pats in the 70s? You know, Bill Buckner and all that. And I know that's a bad accent. But it's just funny 
that it was coming from a dude dressed like Paul Revere from 1775. That's, you had to kind of be there to appreciate uh, the humor. Isn't that fireable, though? Like, if I go out to Disney in L.A. and some guy dresses Aladdin and starts taunting me about the Cardinals or the Rams now being there, I feel like he'd be dismissed for that. That's, that's breaking character. You can't do that. 100%. He broke the fourth wall. <laughs> um, but for the purposes of this story, I appreciate it because it was pretty funny. <laughs> Chuck, thanks for hopping on. Enjoy the game tonight. Uh, I'll tell you what I told Martin, which is what Frank told us, that apparently you should expect a... He was given a hint as to the media spread tonight, and it was, think spring. And then someone on our text line, reading between the lines, said apparently crab is a very popular springtime huh. meal in the Northeast. That'll be lovely. So maybe it'll be a good, nice little crab salad or a crab sandwich. Something good for you guys to eat tonight for Game 7, because they have to go big. You have to for a game seven. I had a great bowl of chowda last chowda. night at, at Warren, Warren Tavern. Martin told you about it. I believe it's like, you know, everyone says they're the first bar in America. This is one of those bars that says it was one of the first bars of America. It was Paul Revere's bar or something. It's a pretty cool old school spot, though. Huh. Okay. I want to find the bar that was like the third oldest bar west of the Mississippi. <laughs> you know, just lie. Yeah. I'm just going to open up a bar and say I'm the oldest bar in America. Prove yeah. me wrong. How long is it going to take you to visit What's all 400 places that claim that? Uh, right. That'd be fun. Let's be on a tour. They're yeah. all lying because is anybody going to really – is there real documentation? Like, hey, when was your bar created? Oh, 1774. <laughs> oh, ours was 1772. We got you. There's no documentation. <laughs> Chuck, thanks for hopping on. I'm glad we got to hear the Boston accent one more time before this series wraps up tonight. All right, boys. Go Blues. Right, work go hard. See Blues. Blues Bruins in just over six hours. I want to get a quick Cardinal thought. We'll go back to the Blues at the end of the show. But uh, Rammer Cardinals last night, winners 7-1. I haven't seen them yet announce a starter of the Marlins. Tonight, evidently, Urania was scratched. And I haven't seen, at least last I checked in the 10 o'clock hour, I have not seen them yet announce a starter. MLB.com's app still has Michaelis versus TBD, which I guess we'll I have uh, Jordan Jordan Yamamoto. Okay, that's what I'm seeing. Jordan Yamamoto. Don't I'm not really familiar with his work. No, neither am I. Um, that is apparently the case. Jordan Yamamoto for the Miami Marlins on the mound, six from Hawaii, from uh, the same high school that uh, uh, not Colton Wong. Who's the Alabama quarterback? Tui Tagovailoa went there. St. Louis High School. You're the, you're I don't the have the clip on, on me. Hawaii, whereas the, where, you know how to say his name better than anybody else. Somewhere in my laptop, I have a clip of a Hawaiian high school teacher pronounces his, pronouncing his full name properly. And I need, ah, I need guys, to if you ever that. want to know how great Brian Hoffman was at his job, you should have seen him in the studio calling this random teacher from St. Louis High School in Hawaii to ask a pronunciation for a player from there. It was... Radio magic. He was in class. It was radio I felt bad magic. calling him in the it middle was amazing. of um, I didn't know you're teaching. you're the um, self-appointed uh, Hawaii expert. Rammer, I'll be there in eight days. I've been there. I've been very, you're very actually, lucky. You, you're my more so. You've been there a probably bunch. about a dozen times. Yes, my third time. Never had to up pay. next week. Oh, I was always working. Well, that's uh, nice. air quotes working. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So you know, you got you got to go cocky. You know, like. Somebody offers you here, you're here, and a pineapple. No, I only have fresh pineapple from Hawaii. Like shaved, you know, stuff like ice, that. Yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. yeah. There's some info going around Twitter right now about the Blues that is very interesting. What's that? And that is that I guess everyone's kind of putting the stars together on this one. But it is apparently the last time that Laura Brannigan ever performed Gloria was on July 16th, 2004. 
Okay. In East Boston, Massachusetts. Wow. So the last time we'll play for the Blues this year will be hmm. in Boston, hmm. Massachusetts. I'm not sure how to interpret that. <laughs> Stars align. Okay. All right. Uh, Yamamoto, but, by the way, 3-5, and five, a 3-5 ERA in double-A Jacksonville. Uh, he is a righty because that does seem is to this, mean something. Uh, is this his major league this debut? Be his major league debut oh, no. at the age. Well, luckily he's not left-handed. If he was a rookie, first game, left-handed. Well, no, well, just phone it in. we're forgetting the third thing. Is 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 he, is he does he throw heaters or is he or is he crafty? Junkie. Because if he's junkie and crafty, we're Forget screwed. It. it doesn't matter if he's a righty or a lefty. And he's a first player, and if he's crafty, oh no. I think uh, this would be the ultimate tease if they were to lose to him and he gets shut down because he was a usual. Uh, Originally a member of the Brewers and was sent to the Marlins in the Christian Yelich trade. So how many games have the Cardinals lost this year because of Christian Yelich? It would make sense if they lost tonight versus one of the uh, pieces that were dealt to the Marlins in that trade. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go crafty because he's six foot one eighty five. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. So he's crafty. Crafty. So it's probably <laughs> it's probably over. Seven to one winners last night. Yeah. Where's the six seven two hundred twelve pound rookie when we need him? Jeez, <laughs> guy who throws hard. Yeah. Come on. Against a fastball lineup. Uh, Cardinals winner 7-1 last night, though. They've won two straight after being swept in Chicago over the weekend. Rammer, Moe, and, and, and Schilt spoke up a little bit yesterday. The offense responded. Do you, how, how do you take it when the president of the baseball operations calls out an entire aspect of the team? I feel like I'm not saying it's a CYA deal, and I'm not saying it's not appropriate. But there is an edge of convenience. It's not me. You guys better do X, Y, Z. It's done that a few times in recent years, it seems like. And it's not, to- it's, it's not, it just has a hint of that. Just, 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 a, just a hint of it. And, uh, you know, I definitely raised an eyebrow on some of the moves in the offseason for staffing. But it, it does come down to players, in particular players with track records. Yes. So I don't want to uh, – I, I, we see it more in hockey than baseball, but more and more we see it in baseball too, the scapegoatism of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think, there's a, there, I think there's a hint of that. I think um, they – you need another bat. You either need everybody to play at their best to compete with Chicago, Milwaukee, or you need another bat. And you've probably got to, if the experts are right that this is going to be an early and fast-moving trade market, then you probably only have about a month. Technically, yes. you got six weeks, but in about a month, and even if you're still still drifting around 500 but you make the appropriate move you still got time but the 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 window's closing the window's closing fast on this season by that i mean a month yes and you you were quick to jump on a reliever in the free agent market because you didn't want to wait to risk maybe the market moving away from you and suddenly miller could get that extra year or extra 10 or 12 million dollars you might need to do that with the hitting market in the trades that you don't wait till a deal gets done because similar to what happened with Adam Eaton in, in Washington when that trade happened, you had to sign Fowler because suddenly trades just weren't possible any longer. And I don't want to hear at all, in particular management, secondarily media, 
third fans a bat. Well, where would we play them? Anywhere. If I hear that, I'm going to start lobbing grenades. You have a lot of options. Right it now. doesn't matter. Right. About the only place you couldn't do it is first base. And I would say second. And first. No, I wouldn't. Really? I wouldn't. I would say play Wong every day because of his defense. No, I don't think your offense. No, no. Is now per- you didn't. But well, who's the bat? Oh. Okay. See what I'm saying? The only one you couldn't. Well, there's two. You couldn't move Molina or Goldschmidt. Okay. All right. So you'd be well, okay, I can get behind that then. See what I, yeah. Now, they're not going to get that kind of a bat. What's the logical thing is find a hitting outfielder. Yes, that's what they'll do. We'll that's look, the logical. We'll look for a center fielder or a right fielder, likely. Uh, back to the Blues before we wrap it up. My husband's numerology connection. Series one, Winnipeg. They won in six. Series two, Dallas. They won in seven. Series three, San Jose. They won in six. Therefore, game seven. Boston tonight. Also, my 10-year-old series observation. We beat him in the north in Winnipeg. We beat him down south in Dallas. We beat him out west in San Jose. Let's beat him out east in Boston. I love it. There's balance in the universe. Yes, there is. Balance in the universe. This is amazing. <laughs> that is something and I can course, 100% then, and, get behind. And, of course, then where do you bring the cup home to? The right, middle. The right, Midwest. Right in the right middle. In the middle. <laughs> it's done. They've won. Balance Game's in over. the hockey universe. Still That's Boston. beautiful. Game's over. Well done. Well done. Rammer, your pick to click and your prediction tonight. Okay. <laughs> Blues win. Okay. 3-2. 3-2. And if I have one guy and we're talking about, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. We can we can uh we can talk about what we mean by click. At another date tomorrow, um, we can then we can change the rules and what we mean based on the. Yano. That's exactly and rationalize. No question <laughs> about it. Um, I'm going to I'm going to pick my favorite guy, O'Reilly. Okay, I like that. I I think O'Reilly and Shen are the two guys. In fact, I think you'll get a goal from the third and fourth lines. One of the two. And I, I think O'Reilly, Tarasenko, or Shen, and then another uh, uh, two more goals out of those three guys. I think it's going to go in that regard sort of according to plan. Okay. And the A couple of your goal scorers score goals. We've seen great production from the third and fourth lines. You're going to get something from them, and uh, Bennington will be great. I think both goalies will be great, but it'll be 3-2. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to mention Offenberg Hyundai over in O'Fallon, Illinois, just across the river in Illinois, 1300 Central Park Drive. Visit OffenbergHyundai.com to take a look at their uh, new and pre-owned inventory. That's where Martin goes to get his cars, and he speaks very highly of it. I will just I'll wrap the show up simply by reading one text. It's from Doug's prison wallet. I can't take it. I'm going home and getting drunk. Blank work. Just get just get a little buzz. I, I know on the highway signs. You're gonna want to remember drunk. the game. Remember yeah. the game. Buzz just drunk, but you want to be. You got to even it out. Yes. You don't. Not too much, too soon. Exactly. You even it out, so you've got that level all the way through. You don't want to be trying to remember the game tomorrow if they win. And then if things don't go your way, then you can go off the deep end. Yes. You know, start pounding the tequila late. And if it does go your way, start afterwards, pounding tequila exactly, for exactly. Right. Have fun tonight. We're about six hours away. From puck drop between the Blues and the Bruins. Game 7, the first time a St. Louis hockey team 
We'll be playing in a Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. It is truly a, uh, a historical night for the city of St. Louis. And we've argued it's probably the biggest sporting event in St. Louis sports history, given all the context surrounding it, all the lead-up to it, a postseason disappointments past, all coming together, north, south, east, west, tonight for the St. Louis Blues. Rammer, thanks for coming in an hour early, sir. Absolutely. Anytime it was fun. Rockio, thank you for your help. The hard line coming up next. TJ, John Hadley, Bob Ramsey bringing more heat till 3 o'clock. Have a good night, St. Louis. Try to enjoy tonight's game. Congratulations.